Good morning and happy Taco Tuesday, friends. Welcome to episode 73 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest is Joanna Papaleo. She is a senior designer at Instrument out in Portland, Oregon. She tells us that she had a very arts-focused childhood, music, performing, figure skating, and her grandpa was a figure skater as well. She always wanted to be a commercial artist. Um, During school, she took some art classes and just fell in love with typography, and that was the gateway, and she was hooked. She tells us how she met Jessica Walsh from And Walsh. Um, She tells us what that was like, how it all happened. She also tells us about imposter syndrome, and we have a nice little talk about that. Not nice, but we talk about it, and how it's a struggle. And as a designer, you always have to have a little bit of that, or are you pushing yourself far enough? Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to this one. She's got some great stories to share. Joanna Papaleo. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Joanna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you for asking. Thanks for being on the show this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. It is the quickie, so I'm going to get right to it. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm uh, Joanna Papaleo. I'm a designer um, at Instrument, living in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, originally from Upper Michigan, but I've been out here nine years now, so I call this home. Okay, so what pulled you from Upper Michigan to Oregon? Um. Basically, uh, the scene out here, like the opportunities for design and art were a lot um, more than, Mm -hmm. um, I'm from Marquette, which is a tiny little town, well, actually the biggest city in the Upper Peninsula, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's like a town of 25,000 people, so. That's pretty small. uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a booming metropolis, but uh, (laughs) Yeah, so just opportunity out here, and I would love to say that I didn't come out here for a boy, but I totally did. Yes, there you go. <laughs> love, we travel for love. Yes, my partner Nate and I have been together, um, you know, nine, ten years. So, um, yeah, I'd say it worked out pretty well. <laughs> awesome, solid decision. Yeah. So I want to go back to that upper Michigan town and I want to ask you about your childhood and what was your childhood like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood and what made it that way? I would say so. Um, my fa- I come from like a really creative family on my mother's side specifically, uh, both her and my aunt and my grandmother were all piano teachers and my mom and aunt are organists and my mom is a watercolorist and my grandfather was a figure skater and so a lot of that creativity just got passed down um to me you know some of my fondest memories are going out to our our camp on the lake and painting with my mom um you know she taught me how to watercolor so 
I was always supported in my efforts to be a really creative kid and um, was involved in pretty much every creative activity you could think of. So I loved to draw, paint. I was a figure skater, ballerina. I was always um, in, I was in orchestra and like, you know, trying out for plays at the school musical and, um, you know, choir, literally everything. So I was, I was always supported in my efforts Mm -hmm. to be really creative. Um, Academically, I wasn't like super interested in school. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I just took as many art classes as I could. I would say like, you know, all my art teachers were my best friends and, um, yeah, I just always loved making stuff. That's cool. So the arts was like a heavy influence on your life all throughout childhood. Totally. It's awesome that you said musicals because musicals were my background. The church that I went to, I did like seven musicals with them. Nice. Like all of the the smaller ones where we just made them up, but we did like a God yeah. Godspell <laughs> musical at one point. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I've, I don't know, I loved it. In my next life, I will actually pursue that. Cool. <laughs> but I was born to be in the entertainment business, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so getting a picture here. So painting was a big part of your childhood and all kinds of different arts and figure skating and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that childhood area, was there a moment where you first started seeing design out in the world or art out in the world and making that connection? What did you start to see? Yeah, I mean, I was always really curious about art. Um, as a kid, Andy Warhol was one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. I also loved Picasso and Jackson Pollock and um I I didn't go to school for design so graphic design for me is is still a really big broad like well of inspiration that I feel like I've not even scratched the surface I think you know the last couple of years of college I w- I started studying graphic design just as a minor and you know I took a history of graphic design class and mm-hmm. um, typography and like all these things that were like very new to me and like I just kind of fell in love and um, but I always knew from a young age that I wanted to like I think in fifth grade I was like I'm gonna go to art school and I'm gonna be a commercial artist I'm like knowing <laughs> what that meant but um, just knowing that it was something I needed to do for the rest of my life, whatever form it took. Mm-hmm. So was it really typography, you think, that, that hooked you, or just all of it, just the whole I, thing? I think I really, really loved typography. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had the most fun in that class. I think, um, yeah, it was it was just, and I had the best teacher, too. She was she was amazing. So, um, you know, she was, she just kind of let me run with whatever I wanted to do. And, um, yeah, I think typography was like the biggest thing where I was like, oh, this is a really interesting medium and something that I've never really, um, experienced before. So it, it was cool. That is cool. Yeah. Typography seems to be, um, you know, a big hook in a lot of our sort of early creative paths. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask if there is one design or one piece of art or one thing that stands out as the most influential of your design career so far. Um, yeah, I know. Boom. Heavy one. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I like something I've made or either one, either something 
Um, so just something that you've seen, something you've learned about, or something that you've been a part of. I think for me, like the biggest thing that I kind of fell in love with was um, like posters, like for movie posters and um, record uh, covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were kind of like, you know, just something I saw and was like, I need to like that. Like it, it was so cool to me. Like I was like, I think it really influenced me to, to, to pursue design further and just pursue art further. It was mm-hmm. just like these really amazing artists. Cause I, I love music as well. Like music's a big part obviously of my life. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of what influenced me or like, and then like, you know, Paula Shear, like having gotten her start designing just so many record covers and things you would never think like, um, it was, it's just been like, I think a big influence for me to like get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, after doing all these interviews, so many of them have that the entrance to design is through music, through music Mm -hmm. covers, through um, record sleeves, you know, that sort of thing being an influence of getting into the creative field. Yeah. So not surprising to hear that. And that that music is still a big part of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my um, partner is a musician. And so we have, he's very creative in that regard. And, um, you know, so we're always at shows and he de- he goes on tour. And so it, it's, um, I'm a big part of that community as well. That is cool. So I want to ask now about specific designer or brand and ask you if there's one in particular that you really look up to or closely follow and what is it about them that you like? Um, I've always been a huge fan of Sagmeister and Walsh and mm-hmm. then um, Jessica Walsh in particular. and So the new and Walsh. Yes, amazing. Um, I've just always admired her just being like a strong female role model in design and mm-hmm. um, just the way that she blurs, um, it's like design, art, like digital, performance art like really deeply personal storytelling through her mm-hmm. projects with like Timothy Goodman and um, just never being afraid to kind of put it out there. Um, and just like, it's so beautiful and bold and like, again, like being a little bit of a type nerd, like the typography is always <laughs> so cool. And um, it just has such good texture and like movement. And um, I've always been drawn to it just, yeah, it's like what I achieve. And then her and, um, like I mentioned before, Paula Shear has always been um, a big one for me. Uh, same same kind of thing, like just beautiful typography and colors. And now with her like painting um, her maps projects and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's cool. Those are great ones and great descriptors of Jessica's yeah. work. Yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting her. Um, a few years back and was a total fangirl. <laughs> I was like, will you sign my book? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the voice all of a sudden goes way higher pitched. <laughs> what was that like? What was the, what was the event going on that you? Um, so when I first moved to Portland, I became really, really active in AIGA mm-hmm. um, and, you know, worked my way up and sat on the AIGA Portland board for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, we hosted just a, a number of events for the community and um, bringing 
um, really big name designers here um, was a big kind of goal for us. And so we br- we ended up bringing, um, you know, Jessica Walsh, Timothy Goodman, Stefan Sagmeister, um, Eddie O'Para, um, Paula Shear. So I, I had the opportunity to meet all those people, which cool. now that I say it out loud, I'm like, holy crap, that's, that's pretty crazy. So, um, <laughs> So that was a, it was a really, really cool opportunity to like get to meet these people and then put on an event for them and then also expose kind of the Portland community to these designers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask you a little bit and go off script here a bit, but just ask you about the AIGA and design community in Portland. Um, Is it a pretty big design scene? Is there lots of, um, you know, support and community networks and things like that? Yeah, I would say the, the design scene out here is bananas it's huge um there are so many talented folks uh the aiga is one community um we have a really amazing event every year design week portland um or i think it might be called design portland now um is a huge event that happens every year um and Celie pines who's um the v i think <laughs> i'm gonna forget her title but she's a vp of creative at instrument okay she's kind of heads that up and um she's just such an amazing like uh community member and a a pillar of the design community um and it's just a really interesting event because it's held all over the city there's open houses of all the different agencies and creative spaces that you can go to her for free there's talks and art shows and just like really interesting events happening it's like a week long Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, the community here is, is really large, and, and I think I have found them to be really supportive. I think networking for me is a big um, a big thing, and so I, I honestly like would have not gotten to where I am today without the community here and just meeting so many amazing creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So you'd advise, you know, new designers, whether you're coming out of school or you're fairly new to the industry, get involved in that scene. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that's like the first thing I did when I moved here was just like, you know, and it doesn't have to be AIGA. It can be really any kind of, there's so many cool organizations here. Um, You know, we've got a Creative Mornings chapter. There's um, a bunch of like, um, like ladies uh, design groups as well. there's tech groups there. It's just like that there's so many things that you can get involved with. And, um, yeah, so I highly, and I always talk cause I teach at, um, the arts college here and I always tell my students that as well, like go to as many things, meet as many people, like don't be shy to talk to someone new. Cause you never know like where that could lead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well said, good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit now about your specific design process. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that and what might make yours unique or a little bit different or just yours? Um, My design process. I think I am currently trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for personal, I've been so out of a personal practice for such a long time for various reasons. I mean, like once you design and people are much better at it than I am, but I think just trying to figure out what my kind of personal process is, Mm -hmm. has been an ongoing journey for a long time. And, um, 
you know, and dealing with imposter syndrome and how to like start something up again. And, um, you know, so I think for me, it's a lot of like, personally, a lot of self care and just being like kind to yourself and mm-hmm. like, um, giving yourself some grace and knowing that like, it's not going to be perfect every time. And like, um, uh, experimentation is a big thing for me. Cool. Uh, but also reading a lot of books. Like I'm looking at my desk right now and I'm like surrounded by just stacks of books. That's awesome. I love uh, books. Yeah, I do too. They're just such a, like an authority and such a great reference on things. Like, you know, it's not like the vast internet where you're like, have too much information. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just refer to that one paragraph in a book. Like, it's just like my favorite thing. Awesome. That's really cool. But you had mentioned in there imposter syndrome and that is real. Holy. Yeah. I had my boss say to me earlier this week, he's like, anyone who says they're not dealing with any creative, who's not dealing with imposter syndrome, I'd say they're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of lies. Y'all lying. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It is a tough thing to, to get through. Um, I, I always have this really great book on hand um, called Your Inner Critic is a Big Jerk. Um, And I highly recommend it for any creative. Um, There's also a a new book that came out um, by Adam J. Kurtz um, that's called Things Are What You Make of Them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that one is also really good. It's it's nice because uh, you can tear the pages out. It's like every little piece of um, advice is on a page that you can tear out and tack up. So That's if you're cool. feeling, um, you know, not great that day and you just need to read like a mantra over and over, like mm-hmm. you do that or you can share them with people. Um, so I really like that one. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So the next few questions, Joanna, take you down part of your career where you have probably made some mistakes, probably mm. learned some lessons. And I want to pull those stories out and I want to share the lessons in them with the listeners here, with this community. So what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Oh, I think um, for me, it was the beginning of my career. Um, In the beginning. In the beginning, I, you know, was so nervous all the time and just like afraid to let people see that like I maybe didn't have all the answers or didn't know how to do something um which is silly because you're brand new to the field and um you shouldn't be afraid of those kinds of things Mm -hmm. um but I was so concerned about just impressing people all the time that like I was afraid to ask questions and you know I um even got called out one time was like doing something the really like hard, like arduous way. And like, um, I had a boss be like, why, why are you doing it that way? That's like, there's a a tool, there's like a button you can click to like make that go like really fast. And like, I was like, literally had spent an hour on it for something that could have taken me like 10 minutes, but was just like, so afraid to ask to, for someone to show me how to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. because I was like, Oh, that means like, I'm a failure because I don't know all the answers. And like, um, I think that for me has been the biggest lesson that has like stuck with me. Um, I mean, I still have those moments of like, I have to impress and like, I have to do all these things. Right. But I would say I'm, I'm much more open to just being like, 
you don't have all the knowledge in your brain, like that's impossible. And you have all of these amazing people around you that are experts in their own way. And so why would you not consult an expert <laughs> on something versus trying to figure it out yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just hearing you describe that the thought jumped to my mind about mentorship and the importance mm -hmm. of mentorship. Yes. You know, almost having that one person that you could go to, knowing that you have this agreement with them that one person knows less one person knows more and mm -hmm. you have just the green light all the time and are encouraged to ask them yes totally i think i've been really lucky through my career to have and through networking like to have found just a, i have like a group of really amazing mentors mm -hmm. um that have been with me through the entirety of my career and a few, or a few years or a few months and um, just making those connections with those people so you have a sounding board um, for when you feel like not your best or when you you don't know something or mm -hmm. you're making a mistake and I think for me that's been super important so that's also another piece of advice if you're able to find a mentor um, or, or get connected with someone like totally do it. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that, that uh, one of my previous guests, Jonathan Strebley brought up is that anybody in any position is further ahead than somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if you're first year out of graduation of, from school, you could, you have, there's year twos and year threes that are still in school that, you know, lots of things you could share with them. Oh, so it's totally. that, that old adage of keep sending that elevator back down, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm glad we got glad you uh, opened up that box and we got into that. Yeah. Um, now I want to go tell us about a story about a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. And Ooh. what was that like? How did that feel? I think you know, in the industry that 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 we're in, it's just. Um, it ebbs and flows so much where, you know, you'll work really hard on something and then it will get killed or like, you know, you'll never see it go live. And I think that doesn't always feel really great, especially <laughs> when you've put your heart and soul into something and then totally. it just doesn't, you know, for various business reasons or something just doesn't get made. Um, I think I've been doing it long enough where I've learned to <laughs> deal with it a little better, but it still is it's hard, um, to, to do. Um, but yeah. Is there a recent project that you've worked on that you could tell us a little bit more about like specifically or without mentioning client names, if you need to keep that secret or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, um, I've got the, the opportunity works for some really great clients and really, really big clients. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm doing some exciting work now. Um, uh, for Levi's, which I am in love with them as a brand and also as a just a client. They're mm -hmm. amazing. So um, I can't go into specifics, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I've had the just really cool opportunities to work for some really cool brands. And it, I really like um, that aspect of, of the design I get to do is really getting to know everything about the brand and making sure that we're communicating or I'm communicating um, everything that they need like really well and really beautifully. And 
um, yeah, I think I'm not sure I answered your question. <laughs> Sorry, rambling. <laughs> no, no, that's great. I wanted to yeah. hear a little bit about that and that experience, you know, working with other brands. But I think the lesson that you were touching on earlier is that, you know, just because you put together something beautiful um, that you are in love with and you think ticks all the boxes, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the customer needs to feel the same. Yeah. And if they don't, if you're in that boardroom and you're presenting concept A and concept B and you are in love with concept A and you feel that is the winner, if they go concept B or concept C even, um, try not to take that personally because it's not a reflection of you and your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that I've learned kind of... um, throughout my career is just like you can't become too attached to things and and a big thing you know I teach my students is like you can't be afraid to like throw your first idea away because it's often times not your best idea I mean every once in a while it will be your best idea but um you know you have to just get all the ideas out um before you you think before you say you've landed on on the best one so um yeah Great idea, for sure. Um, what is something that you are struggling with in your design career right now? Yeah, I, th- I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, definitely the imposter syndrome, but really trying to establish a practice again, mm. I think, whether that be illustration or um, design for me, um, it's been a, a very long journey, I think. And then... Um, you know, the last couple of years, I um, I suffered from burnout, which mm-hmm. um, is a, a big thing. <laughs> um, and so just um, learning how to, again, be just pra- practice that self-compassion of like, it's okay, like to not be the best designer or illustrator out there, um, just doing what makes you feel good. And mm-hmm. so for me, that's been tra- like you know, yes, getting to that practice again, but also um, trying to express myself different ways creatively and just being like, hey, like, that's that's something. That's not nothing. So whether that's taking a dance class or trying out a new recipe, just, like, finding other ways in my life that, like, feels a little bit easier to, to do at this moment. And so, like, um, I think dance is been amazing I'm not any good at it but it's like (laughs) um, I think that for me has just always been an art form that um is so interesting just how creative these people are that dance for a living or or Mm -hmm. do it for their jobs or as an art form it's just like the way to express it's like a way to express yourself and your emotions and in a way that you could probably I don't know I feel like 2D art can capture some of that, but like, it's just, it's always just been so interesting to me. So I really love like turning to a dance class when mm-hmm. I'm feeling stuck because it gets everything out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just a number of guests that I've had have mentioned that, you know, when they're feeling a bit stuck or burnt out, mm-hmm. they either go for a hike or they go for a bike ride or they get yeah. outside and do something active and dances in the same column as that um, and it's just a physical creative expression and yeah. that can sometimes just open different channels or clear 
clear walls and things like that. Yeah, totally. Now, I do a mean YMCA, so I think <laughs> that really helps me out of some blocks. Yeah. You know, when you're stuck, just stand up, do a few YMCAs, and you're right back in the groove. Totally. <laughs> um, I want to switch gears now, and I want you to take us to a project that you have been a part of that you are the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. Hmm. I honestly, it's not like the, um, well, you know what, it's a, it's a great little project, but <laughs> for, um, a long time when I worked at, um, struck, mm-hmm. um, my, um, the main client I worked on was Lennar homes, um, which is America's largest home builder. Oh, um, I know, you know, the slogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so It was my kind of first, we did a lot of different projects for them, web, um, social, all all sorts of things. And um, we got to do um, a video shoot uh, with, um, for one of like their retirement communities. Okay. And um, I just like looked so fondly on it because it was my first experience getting to do, to art direct like a video shoot and come up with the concept and um, just I think I was just so in awe of the, this process because it was so new to me and mm-hmm. um, got to go on casting calls and then go on the shoot and, um, you know, just like make art in real life. It was really, it was really cool. And then um, we ended up with a, real, a really nice little video at the end. And um, I think, you know, it, it might sound dorky, but I really liked doing that project. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was just such a good experience and then getting to like collaborate really closely with my writer. Like, um, it was just so different and just like, I really like lear- learning new things. So, um, I think for me that was really exciting and, and new and, um, just really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. America's largest home builder. <laughs> I think that's the slogan. <laughs> I hope it's the slogan. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? Yeah, so um, I I love I like I'm obsessed with Sketch. Like mm-hmm. I can't live without Sketch. But um, we've been doing a lot of work with Figma. I don't know if you know Figma. Um, I've heard of it. I've heard the like the name before, but I can't can't pinpoint it right now. So it's a, a web-based um, like design tool. It's very similar to Sketch, except there's a lot more collaboration. And then you can design really from anywhere because you can do it in your browser. So mm-hmm. um, it's like an amazing tool um, to use for that, like just the collaboration factor on it, because you can see where people are in your file and you can... There, I haven't even really begun to scratch the surface about mm-hmm. um, like all the different ways to use it. Um, the my team at Instrument wrote a, a blog post for them about um, design systems and using Figma um, to to do that. Um, and I can send you the link, but it's a it's a really powerful tool, and and I think you know I'm really excited to to get in there more. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that Sketch also just launched a like a Sketch Collaborate tool um, as well. So I haven't gotten a chance to play with that. I think it's kind of 
doing similar things to mm-hmm. what Figma is doing. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about Figma, but I cannot live without Sketch. Perfect. <laughs> nice name drops. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now's the time of the show, Joanna, for the ask it forward question. I have a guest for you from a previous guest and you get the chance to ask my next guest a question. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you can ask them anything. So first, my previous guest, pardon me, was Josh Ashton. He's a digital creative director out in Atlanta, Georgia. And he wanted to know, are you creatively fulfilled in your nine to five job? I would say yes. Um, I like get the most inspiration from those around me. And I would say like every single person I work with is amazing and so creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just strive to be as creative as them. And so, um, you know, just getting to work with them is really fulfilling, but also just um, the work is really fulfilling. Like, you know, I, I, I think getting to work with really exciting clients on really exciting things and solving really interesting problems is always a big thing for me. So mm-hmm. good call. Definitely. So what is your ask it forward question, Joanna? Funny story. Okay. So I, I would say my ask it forward question is what is your superpower? Ooh, okay. Yeah. And I, I asked that because, um, I was asked that in, <laughs> a meeting once and um totally didn't really get the point of the question and mm-hmm. and so everyone was like I'm really curious and I'm really um you know I'm really really good at pushing the work forward and stuff and I said I would be like Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> because I want to breathe underwater yeah. um <laughs> It got some chuckles, but I think everyone was like, uh, okay, not really what we were asking. Um, so I would say my superpower is my sense of humor. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to know what their superpower is. Perfect. And you know what? I'm going to ask them. Cool. Joanna, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Go have a fantastic day. Power through whatever you got to do. You can do it. And I'll be here to see you tomorrow. Bye.